This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. It's your weekly blitz with Chris, keeping you in the game. Hey, good morning, everybody. I hope your day's starting out well and you're ready to make it your own. I know I am. Coach Chris Cotton here from Autofix Auto Shop Coaching, where we work hard to support your financial success. As you get into today's episode, you may know someone in your network who can benefit from today's topic. So please take time to share personally or through your social network. If you have an idea for a show topic or just want to talk to me in general, feel free to get with me at chris at autofixsos.com or also share the phone number later. So let's get started with episode number 55, Helping Small Struggling Auto Repair Shops. The idea for this show came from a great couple that reached out to me. They had some questions. They're maybe struggling a little bit and they didn't know where to go or what to do. So they gave me a phone call. If I'm being honest, at this point, they're a little bit too small for to be working with me or one of my other coaches. And so really what we did is we we talked out, we made a plan for them, and I followed up with some bullet points for them, sent it back and said, look, let's let's you get these things in order. Um, once you grow a little bit, reach back out to me and we'll see where we're at. But during that process, feel free to reach out to me if you have questions or comments or concerns. Really, they did really great. They've already started doing the things that we're getting ready to talk about. And what I have is I have like 10 10 bullet points in here, 10 ideas for you. This is geared more for a shop that's doing 40,000 or less a month in sales. So if you're over that, there's, there's definitely some things in here that will help you. But I tailored this episode for a small struggling auto repair shop. And there's many different reasons why different shops struggle. And I'm not going to get into some of their struggles, but I'm going to talk about the bullet points that we came up to to help them out and can help you. Okay. So that's where the idea for the show came from. And again, that's why I ask at the very beginning, um, please come to me with a show topic, something you want me to talk about. I'm more than happy, happy to do that and share my experience and everything with you. One of the biggest things I see small business owners doing, and, and there's a certain point in your business, in your sales, where you pretty much have to separate, but small shop owners don't have a, don't have a, a grasp of what their numbers are or don't have a great way to get those. So the first thing I want to tell you is get your finances in order. You want to make sure that you're, you're starting out with an income statement, a chart of accounts, and then the income statement is also called a PRL. It's the same thing. Some people use one term. Some people use another. But you want to make those readable and you want to learn what those business numbers are telling you. Okay. Point of sale systems are great. And we're going to talk about that here in a minute. But a lot of times shop owners are using paper or they're just using QuickBooks for point of sale. And it's really, really hard to get the numbers you need out of there. One of the main reasons we want those is we want to make sure that everything's separated, everything's clean. We want to make sure that we have our part sales separated out from labor sales. We don't want all that jumbled together. That way we can see what our parts cost is so that we can see what our parts margin is. Same thing with labor. You want to have the labor separated out. There's all kinds of stuff that you can tell off of an income statement. Somebody can email me an income statement in 15 minutes. I can pretty much look at it and be like, okay, these are the the first four or five areas that we need to fix based on what I see. Assuming they have one. A lot of places don't. And for some reason, 
it seems that it's getting worse and not better. Like I see a lot of new people that reach out to me. They're like, Chris, I don't have an income statement or it takes them six months or a year to get an income statement. You have to be up to date on your income statement and you have to be no more than three days away from an updated income statement. If your accountant or your bookkeeper, whoever's doing that for you, can't get it to you in less than three days, then we need to talk about that and, and redefine the process. That's about finances, number one. Number two is I need you to separate your business money from your personal money. Like we've got to stop commingling the funds and just you throwing everything in there and taking out what you need to run the house. If you need to set up a budget for yourself, and I would highly recommend it, then you need to see what you're spending and then actually pay yourself a a salary or a payment for that and then run your household budget out of that. If you're running those two together, we'll never be able to have a true clean business on its own. If two years from now, somebody came in and they wanted to buy you out and all your stuff's commingled, it's going to make it difficult. You have to show a good track record of good financial stability and tracking. So make sure from the get-go, if you're a new business out there, separate it out. If you're thinking about opening a shop, and you don't have that yet, make sure from the get-go that you separate your business money from your personal money. Okay? AutoLeap is a cloud-based, all-in-one auto repair software that helps to keep complete track of your business, from scheduling appointments to managing technicians to generating invoices. Supercharge your growth with AutoLeap. Customers that fully adopt AutoLeap see the following benefits in their first year. 30% revenue growth, with top customers seeing over 100% growth, 75% decrease in no-shows, allowing you to service more customers, three times increase in positive Google reviews, leading to stronger online presence, 50% time saved on administrative tasks, driving increase in operational efficiency. Do it all with AutoLeap. Key features and functions include estimates, invoices, scheduling, Google reviews, inspections, communication, QuickBooks, reporting. Get in touch with AutoLeap to see how you can transform your auto repair shop. For a limited time, if you schedule a demo, sign up with AutoLeap and they will waive the $250 implementation fee. I talked about it a little bit in number one, but number three is I cannot stress about how important the income statement or the PRL is. You have to generate one. You have to be close to getting one in. It's it's a must do. It really is a must do. Your point of sale system will tell you day to day how things are going, but the income statement or the PRL is really the scorecard for the business. And once all your expenses and everything are in there, that'll tell you truly what you're making. Uh, I've got, I took a phone call earlier this week on the point of sale system. Our parts margin is 54%, but on the income statement is 24%. So somewhere we're losing 30%, and it could be a clerical error inputting information into the point of sale or into the the QuickBooks, but it could also be that we get parts in and we're not using the parts. And so we've got them on the return shelf and we take them off the ticket, but they're sitting in a pile in the back or in the black hole and they haven't been returned yet and we haven't gotten credit for it. Same thing with cores. Somebody could be stealing parts from you, you know, buying parts, assigning them to a, giving them a PO number so they'll pass the parts company but they don't show up in the point of sale program, but they show up on the backside in the actual uh, bill from that we get from them every month. So it's really, really important to generate the income statement, make sure they match, and then reconcile your parts. That's not a number, but I'm going to throw the, throw an asterisk on that one. Make sure 
every month somebody's going through and reconciling your parts bill versus invoices and everything. Okay. Number four, stop making paper invoices and using QuickBooks for your repair shop. Period. End of story. I had a phone call. They're like, Chris, we use QuickBooks and and we don't think we can afford a point of sale system. You can get a great cloud-based point of sale system for $300, $400 a month. Just by inputting the parts matrix, a labor matrix or labor guide, shop supplies, and following that process, that will 10x what you're spending on that point of sale system. If you don't think you can do it, I'm telling you right now, I've never seen anybody go from paper to a point of sale system and be like, oh, that broke me and I'm out of business. It will not do that. And then that's not not even including most of the cloud-based point of sale systems now have a great DVI format in it. The DVI format, I'm telling you, when you go from a paper um, courtesy check and inspection process to a DVI uh, digital inspection, it'll increase your revenue $224 a ticket. Like that's my track. That's what I've seen it go from. And that's pretty much been steady for the last couple of years. Okay. Get a cloud-based point of sale system. Number five, set goals. Even if you have one service advisor and two technicians, set goals for the day, the week, the month, the year on what you want to accomplish. It can be sales goals. It can be labor goals. It can be whatever. Just goals for the group. Set your goals and strive for the goals. Just because you're a small company doesn't mean you can't or, or don't have or don't need goals. One of the problems that we're having with the shop that called in was holding employees accountable. Uh, a lot of shop owners feel scared right now because they, they have technicians that come in an hour late. They leave in the middle of the day to go on a Starbucks coffee break. They're not holding these people accountable. If somebody doesn't show up on time, send their butt home. Don't put up with that. If you have people like that in your business, if they don't respect you enough, you don't need them. Don't ever let your employees hold you hostage. I know people would be like, hey, Chris, that's easy for you to say. I'm not a technician, so I'm I'm always scared of the fact that there I, I had to have technicians because I can't do what they do. And, and I think that's great. But you shouldn't let people hold you hostage in your business. So one of the things that we find when people leave a business is they leave and their number one complaint is ownership wasn't holding people accountable either other people or me or whatever, and I'm just working in a circus and I don't like it. So people want accountability, but mostly they want accountability for others, okay? So if you have people in your business, make sure that you're holding them accountable. Now, also, you have to make sure that you have the mechanism to hold them accountable, right? You have to make sure that you have uh, an employee handbook, processes and procedures, in order to make sure that everybody's following the steps like they need to be. Even in small business, you need an employee handbook. Everybody needs to know the rules and we need to have process and procedures. Number seven, align your car count with business needs. And this can go two ways. You can either need to increase car count because you don't have enough. And then you can also have too many cars and need to cut back. Most people usually don't have the perfect amount of vehicles to work on. If you have too many cars, then you need to look at, okay, do I need to hire more staff to handle that? Or do we need to slow down, slow the car count down and do a better job? 
typically most shops, they're underperforming their average repair order goal. And they can do a little bit better job of inspections, tracking maintenance and selling maintenance items and recommended maintenance and sell more dollars per vehicle versus just squeezing more cars through. So make sure you align your car count with the business needs. I touched on it earlier, but number eight is DVIs are a must. If you're still doing paper, courtesy checks and inspections, you are way behind the industry. That is not the norm anymore, and that's not where the industry's headed, and your customers deserve better. So now we're having a thing where we have people that are doing DVIs, and they're doing you know eight to 10 pictures. You need to make sure you have a process and procedure around this, okay? Now, great shops are doing video on their DVIs where they're introducing their technician, or the technician's doing a walk around, and they're doing a short video of it. So you are chiseling out on stone tablets if your inspection process is on paper, okay? DVIs are a must. They're a way, it's not a wave of the future because it's already here. And we need to make sure that you're doing those. And again, trackable, traceable numbers on that is a DVI will generate another $220 average repair order if you do it and have a process surrounding that. So why wouldn't you want to do that? Number nine, pay plans. Everybody in the shop needs to have a pay plan. If you're an owner and it's a small shop and you are turning wrenches all day long, then you need to pay yourself as a technician. If you're working as an owner and a service advisor, you need to pay yourself what a service advisor would make. If your business can't support you doing either one of those positions and paying yourself, then you have a hobby. And you need to question yourself, do I want a hobby? Do I want a business? What what am I doing? What's the point? Okay. Also pay plans for the other technicians, service advisors. Everybody in your business should have a pay plan. And you need to make sure that it aligns with your your car count goals. It aligns with what you're doing for the business and everything else. The government actually says that you need to pay yourself a livable wage comparable to what you would have to pay somebody else to do that same job function. So if you're a technician and your area is paying $40 for an A-level diagnostic technician, then you your business needs to support you at $40 an hour. And so that takes us into number 10. A couple of phone calls I've had recently is people, they complain and say they can't find good technicians. But then when I ask them how they're paying their technicians, first of all, please don't 1099 your people. It's really the lazy way out. If your business can't afford to pay payroll taxes, then you have a hobby again. And you need to make sure that you're you're setting that up. The shop that I was talking to was having issues. They were paying their technicians like $12 an hour, which is just shocking anyway. And they're 1099 in them. Those people are really not bringing home very much money at all. And these are the same technicians that aren't showing up to work on time. One, you know, they all all call in every other day. And this shop has productivity issues. Like I asked him, I go, how much work do you have on the ground out? And he's like, I have trucks and cars everywhere that if we could get good technicians and get them in here, we could punch them out. And so my comment back to them was, well, instead of paying two or three guys, $10, $12 an hour and $10.99, you need to find a great technician, pay him $30, $40 an hour, whatever it is for your local area put them on payroll and that technician will probably knock out 40, 50 hours a week for you. 
and your sales will go from seven, eight, nine, ten thousand dollars a week to twenty thousand dollars a week if you have a couple of those guys. So again, number ten is align for profits. Make sure the business can generate what it needs in order to be successful. One of the problems that I heard was, well, we're in a rural area. We can only charge like $70 an hour for our labor rate. One, your customers don't know what your labor rate is typically. Truth be told, you have five, six, seven different labor rates. You know, if you get to look at door rate versus diagnostic rate versus maintenance rate, things like that. You can't afford not to charge properly. If you want a technician to really come in and crank out some work, you have to figure out what you're paying that person plus their tax and benefit load and then multiply it out and figure out what your labor rate needs to be. Parts matrix, that was another one. And another great reason to have a a great cloud-based point of sale system. You put the parts matrix in there, you follow it, and, and things are wonderful. If you just have tickets and you're just guessing on on what the parts price should be, you're you're not going to get there. Uh, one of the other things that I've noticed in people that have QuickBooks or whatever is they don't have a labor guide. One of these shops that I talked to, they didn't have a labor guide, so they were guessing at times. Like, okay, timing belt and water pump, three hours. I don't know if that's right or wrong. Um, and if they probably looked it up, it's probably five or six hours. So they're cheating themselves out of three hours. And that all goes back to profit. Make sure you have and build the business you want to have and don't settle for anything less. I think it's amazing that that people all across the country have hung out the shingle and want to be business owners. It takes something special to do that. If you want to succeed and provide for your family and provide for all your employees' families, you have to align for profits and make sure the business can generate what it needs in order to be successful. Okay. So that's, that's my list of 10 things that you need to do as a small shop, probably making 40 to 50,000 in sales or less a month. And if you, if you do those things, you'd be amazed at how fast you can turn your business around or how fast you can grow your business. Okay. So, hey, everybody, thanks for taking time out of your busy day to listen. If you haven't found us on Apple Podcasts and our Spotify and followed us for free, then why not? Also, make sure to go and check out some of the other great podcast episodes on the Aftermarket Radio Network. I am absolutely sure there's somebody that you care about who can benefit from the talk we had here today. Please feel free to share or forward the episode with them. This has been Coach Chris Cotton from AutoFix Auto Shop Coaching. If you find yourself struggling in your auto repair business or have a feeling like you don't know what you don't know, but you're eager to learn and grow your business, then please feel free to reach out to me, Chris at AutoFixSOS.com, or give me a call at 940-400-1008. Time to get out and rise and grind, everybody. You've been listening to The Weekly Blitz with Coach Chris Cotton on the AftermarketRadioNetwork.com. Follow Chris on your favorite podcast listening app. Let him know what you'd like him to cover. His email is in the show notes. Chris is all for advancing the aftermarket.